Yes, here we are for another episode of the Real Life Game Changers. You're in for a treat today. We have inside knowledge. Question, is it all hype? Or is the marketplace, the housing marketplace, doing something that we don't expect? Is there some secrets going on? Or do we just carry on as normal? That's the question. Here we are. So we're live now. So I want to get this... Uh, Oh yeah, get this shared out there. Uh, oh, 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 here we go, here we go. Yeah, so we want to hit a few shares, get a few comments just so we can see where you are. Let us know what's going on here. I've got to find myself back at the page. So hit the uh, share button. Uh, as always, there's going to be some prizes up for grabs. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit more of that as well. We've got some few people on here. Yes, Georgie, yes. Okay. So hit the hit the comments, start tagging people. If for to qualify, by the way, at the end of this show, to be in for a chance to win some real life merchandise and everything that we're giving away, you need to hit the share button. So share it on your timeline and uh, just tag ten people in it, and that's that. Give them a chance to watch this. I'm super excited for this as well. Thank you so much, uh, Damien, for coming on here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, Damien is considered one of the UK's uh, best when it comes to luxury homes. So we want to dig deep into that and his knowledge of what's happening to the in, in, in the marketplace and what's happening with interest rates. Are people still buying or not buying? Let us know your questions that you may have and we'll get to as many of them as we can. Uh, but first of all, just tell us, like, you know, how did you end up in real estate, this market? Just tell us a little bit of the journey uh, of Damien. Uh, so I was in the I was in the US. I was in California for uh, eight years with my own construction company. Um, I had a fantastic business over there and having my my wife and my three kids from the UK, they always wanted to return back back to England. So Two years ago, we decided to stop the business and then and then come home, basically. And uh, yeah, the business was really successful. Loved what I did over there, but absolutely no idea what I was going to return to the to the UK and do. And um, did a lot of research. And then uh, a company, uh, Finding Country, self-employed real estate model popped out, and uh, I just got in touch with them. I loved it. It was a it was a really nice brand. Um, like the culture of the company was awesome. It was self-employed. So it wasn't kind of, you know, sat behind a desk and average estate agent salary of like 14K or whatever it was. It was like, look, we're looking for business-minded people. And uh, yeah, I, I joined them um, and quickly became one of their top agents within the first year with no experience. And I just thought, you know, it's kind of wild. How does that happen? But I think it's because I adopted the uh, the US style of marketing and seeing, you know, that they're professionals over there are in crazy money, um, you know, really looked up to. And then after being successful over here, I decided about six months ago to start up my own company, um, Luxury Property Partners with my business partner, Tyler. And we're, um, yeah, we're flying. It's doing, it's doing really well, really enjoying it. And it's uh, enjoying starting the process of being my own, uh, being my own business again, which is great. Mm, yeah, good. So we're going to get into the like, what's the difference between this model you're talking about and the traditional model that most people are used to? Um, but just tell us, like, why, you know, why this industry? Why property? Why the real estate market? What, what kind of, you know, interested you there? Um, I think because I came from a construction background, I kind of understand what goes into building a property um, and then seeing how the Americans do things and their marketing style, how to really build the value of a property. So I've obviously, I'm obviously extremely knowledgeable on how the whole process of construction and development and planning went. And, uh, but the sales side of it, you know, I wasn't never, never really interested in, in selling properties. It was just kind of the, the building side of it with my business partner, but seeing uh you know you got selling sunset you've got million dollar listing you've got all these american shows and you know they're really heavily um you know followed and these guys are they're just they're just making waves over there and then when i came back to the uk and i was talking to my family and friends about being an estate agent they were like you're having a laugh surely aren't you like why why would you get into that industry and i didn't realize the difference in culture between u.s estate agents and what people think of British estate agents is like the difference is is huge and I thought you know what I, I turned my business into a multi-million dollar company over in the US I can do this you know I can I can smash this with the right with the right kind of mindset and marketing and 
negotiation skills and it just kind of really interested me and I thought I'm not going to be able to change the face of the industry I'm not going to be able to do, do all of that but I think I'll be able to you know give it a good crack and be pretty successful and then you fast forward two years and now you know I'm on podcasts and you know selling homes for 5 million 20 million 31 million and it's just like okay I'm all of that belief and that hard work that I put in in that first year is starting to really pay off now and the brand is getting out there and that I think the personal brand is getting out there so it's kind of never looked back it was a massive risk and obviously having my wife and three kids to kind of support there's a risk there's a big big risk but I think um, like I've said to you before it's like if you work hard you can you can push that risk aside because there's so much money to be made there's so much success to be made and if you're you know you look at these social media guys like Gary V and Tom Panos and all these other guys like in in the US and Australia they're just pushing content day by day and I think that's a big thing that we don't do in the UK as much I don't know if it's because we're a bit more reserved or possibly behind the times with that kind of thing I don't know but I just saw a gap in the market and I was like I'm I'm just going to run with it I'm just going to absolutely run with it Mm, awesome. I love it. So, um, you know, interesting that you mentioned the difference in how they operate because, um, and people can see this on the, on, on the Mark Harvey YouTube channel, but we went into the streets to find someone and, uh, give them an opportunity to invest in property themselves. Uh, we went into an agent, we want to buy a property, right? And they did anything but enable us to buy a property. Mm. Yeah. So what is the main difference, you know, that, like people expecting people to walk in their shops and they're not even wanting to know what my cry or, or like they only just got bog standard. What's your budget? What you're looking for? Rather than like for, for, for investment properties, there is no budget. Depends yeah. on what the numbers are. Yeah. So so people walking into their shop and them almost pushing them out versus you putting content out there and having a more proactive what's what's the main difference and how do you expect uh, this to work in this market or how has it been working how you want to see it moving forward well there's so many high street offices out there and i think the problem with those is you've got so many different roles like negotiator valuer manager you know all of these lister you've got all of these different things letting departments and it's just like everybody's in this office who's in charge of what but with me and with all of the other self-employed um, models out there, we don't even have an office. My, my argument is why would I need an office? Because if I'm a good agent, I should be out there every single day. I should be on viewings. I should be on appointments. I should be um, doing content. I should be filming properties, networking, doing things like this with people like yourself. You don't need to be sat in an office with your shirt and tie and your three-piece suit and kind of waiting for people to come in like you said the you know the bog standard questions of what's your budget where you work you know I don't I don't work like that I don't think I think a high street agency is probably needed for more kind of the lower end I would say um but with what we do uh, focusing on kind of luxury properties only we're kind of we're out there filming we're getting helicopters to the site we're getting Lamborghinis involved we're having these huge like huge open houses constantly we're doing lots of networking events and we're kind of driving people to those events rather than sat in a high street office nine till five i'm sort of someone calls me at six in the morning or they call me at midnight the the phone is getting answered and that doesn't happen with a standard nine till five agent it just it doesn't it doesn't exist from what i've seen so would you say that that probably might come down to the amounts you get paid? Because if you're selling, you know, millions of pounds worth of house versus I'm selling a 200K house and the commission's involved, do you think that's what the difference is? Yeah, I mean, you know, what what motivation do you have if you're earning, I don't know, 15 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand as a basic, but then you're getting 200 pound bonus per property you sell or even 500 pound or whatever it is bonus. But with self-employed models, most of them are getting 50 to 70% of the fees. So you could be earning 20, 40, 100,000 per house that you're selling. So, you know, if, I, if I've got 100 grand on the line, I'm going to do what I can to proactively market the hell out of that house to get it out to the right people, not just in and around Henley where I'm based, but it's going, you know, I had a phone call yesterday from Saudi Arabia, somebody interested in one of my properties. 
had a long chat with somebody today in Monaco who saw one of my YouTube videos. And I'm like, this is why we do what we do because of that reach. And obviously it's heavily publicized. I'm sure everybody knows of prime ministers changing and taxes and mortgages and lender, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's so depressing what you see out there on the news at the moment. And I think this is when a good agent can really excel because if you're marketing the house the right way, negotiating the right way and really proactively trying to look after your client rather than just sat there trying to churn and burn in your high street office because you've got to keep the doors open. And if a sale doesn't go through, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm getting my salary anyway. Like me, I'm fighting all the way to the end because it's such a big paycheck at the end. I'm so motivated to sell that house. One that house sells, everybody's, everybody's ecstatic. But I don't want to take anything away from the high street agents. I'm sure there's many, many good ones out there, but it's just the the mindset of how people feel towards the US agents driving in their Rolls Royce, you know, living in Malibu and Miami and all the beautiful properties and going to all these high network events. And then when I came back to the UK, everybody's like, Damien, you might as well be a, you know, working as like a double sales glazing, a double glazing salesman or an insurance guy or do cold calling. That's the kind of perception of estate agents. And I was like, I didn't realize it was so dramatically different because there's never been anything I've kind of been interested in in the UK until I until I returned a couple of years ago. Mm, okay, good. So let's see if we can uh, look at like the, the, your niche that you're in, which is more luxury homes, uh, but like see like what's going to happen with like the whole market. Yeah. So first question, in your opinion, Damien, is it all hype? that, you know, everything is like going to crash, burn, you know, people are going to be going bankrupt or is there real, some serious uh, substance behind this? Um, I think because of what's on the news about mortgage rates and prime ministers changing, you know, every month at the moment, there's a lot of anxiety in the air. Um, but I, I think because of COVID, the market was nuts for the last two years because people are like, I need to get out of the city. I need to go and live in a country home, which is why in and around Oxfordshire and Henley, it was kind of booming here because everybody wanted to get out of the city. There was nothing on the market. Things were selling very, very quick. It was, it was almost easy for a lot of agents to sell houses. And I think now people have realized they can deal with COVID. It's like, okay, we don't necessarily need to move out to the country to work from home. We can actually go back to the cities and kind of, you know, live our normal lives and deal with deal with COVID. So I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a crash. I think it's just kind of normalizing, if that's even a word. It's just kind of getting back to the levels that properties were selling for previously, because a lot of things were going very quickly and a lot of things were going for money that they possibly shouldn't have been going for over the last couple of years. You know, I sold houses for half a million over 11 million over and it's just like over the asking price and it's just things were a bit nuts so i don't think people need to be concerned that we're in for a massive crash i just think it's just going to normalize a little bit it's definitely getting a bit quieter you know if i had 15 or 20 people attend an open house you can see now it's kind of eight to 12 people or something around that so it's definitely slowing down a little bit but it's not like a two million pound house is all of a sudden going to be worth one point two million. You know, it's 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 just it's just starting to steady a little bit, but because there's such a uh, a low supply and a real high demand, I don't I don't think we're in for a for a crash. And I pay a lot of money every month to this ghostwriting company, and they get all of the stats from all the banks and you know all the major newspapers, and it's nobody's nobody's predicting a serious crash. You know, people are saying we're even in the kind of recession at the moment but my advice is it's going to slow down if you want to sell your property it's probably advisable to do it over the next few months because there is all this uncertainty in the air and whilst the demand is so high probably in your interest to kind of get it going now it does again it doesn't mean anything's going to happen but with all this doubt and negativity then you bring in the winter then you switch on the news and you see all the panic it's just kind of like i think people just kind of need to just to relax a little bit because I, I don't see a crash come in whatsoever. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm hearing everything that you say there and it's like, okay, house's price went up, 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 up. You know, what, what are we expecting that there's a crash if it now goes down uh, from what it is? I mean, it can't just keep going up in one direction only. It's got to, you know, do some of this. Yeah. But, but, but what about the people or the mindset was like, yeah, but 
But Damien Mark, look, you know, my mortgage is now double than what it was before. My uh, energy bills are doubling, tripling. Like, this is real. Like, I can see the money coming out of my bank account more than it was before. And, like, that making it tangible and real. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen to the marketplace because of this? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've heard it a few times recently. And I, I think the benefit I've got of dealing with the, the top end of properties is that it's it's always cash purchases. So nobody's really financing a five, 10, 20 million pound house. But at the lower level, like one of my clients, he's selling a you know two bedroom flat. He's, he's not using us, he's using somebody else. But he said, look, a lot of people are getting nervous and they, they're very apprehensive. Banks are turning them away at the moment. They're kind of, they, some people did have mortgages kind of lined up and approved. And now they're going back to the banks and they're saying, actually, no. So, but I think there are a lot of lenders out there that are lending. There are a lot of private firms that are doing it as well. I spoke to, spoke to a couple of those yesterday as well. And I think it's just, um, it's just the uncertainty. And I, I do feel sorry for, you know, people that are struggling to get the mortgages, but I think it's just a blip. I think it's just a, as you said, things have got to go up because it's been doing this for the last two years. It's kind of steadying out a bit now, but from a lending perspective, I think the banks are always going to lend. Maybe you're not going to get the best rate like you would have a few months ago, but things chopping and changing so much. I don't see it. I don't see it being consistent. And I think with properties and selling properties and buying them, you should only be concerned at the moment if you're going to potentially flip a property. A lot of people who are buying homes to be their forever home or to have for the next five or 10 years, you don't really need to worry about what the value is going to do next year if it's going to drop you know, a couple percent or whatever. Is it really going to make a big difference if you're selling a home in, you know, five, 10 years time? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So um, what about, so like you say, people are lined up and their probably affordability to the bank is good, but then things changed. Mortgage rates of interest rates have gone up. So mortgage payments have gone up. So now they're not affordable. So what do you think this is going to do to the, the rental market? Because you said don't like flip. You'd be concerned if you're going to, want to sell property to make money at the minute because you don't know whereabouts in the cycle it is right now but what about the rental market i think the rental market is absolutely booming at the moment people are they all know they're overpaying to live in certain rentals at the moment in and around oxfordshire and henley and and where i'm kind of based i'm, I'm not too sure with the rest of the country but i think there's a lot of people with a lot of money who cannot find a property to buy who are just simply going into rented and just waiting for that opportunity. So I think the rental market is really, really hot. I think if people do want to flip a house, maybe not necessarily sell it instantly, but sit on it for maybe a year as a rental, I think you'll be able to get a great return on it because there's simply not enough properties out there to buy at the moment. So people are almost forced into rented. I, I was in exactly the same situation. We were looking and looking and looking couldn't find anywhere. And then we just said, look, we, we have to go into rented until the right thing pops up because it's not like there's 20 or 30 houses that, you know, in, in like a five mile radius of me, which, you know, one, you'd want to live in or two, maybe meets the budget. So I think rental market is, is solid. It, it really is solid, especially from an investment perspective. Mm. And we say that's across the board, like right down to like studios and HMOs and one beds, two beds, right up to the luxury yeah yeah people are moving into properties like they like they don't really want to rent it but they, they actually don't mind because it's like i'd rather live in a place that i don't overly love for a year with the hope that i'm going to find something really special in that 12 months that i don't mind losing a few months of my tenancy on and you know i've got clients that i think we're trying to tie up something at the moment 135 grand a month for a rental and they they're not blinking at it you know there's another one at 80k a month but we don't even deal in rentals but we're kind of helping them out because they just they just want to rent because they don't know where they want to be long term and then you've got one of my other clients she's got a nice house and then like a little one bedroom annex in her garden um she's renting it out for about 1800 pound a month because the people there they simply are living in that area renting her place in the hope to be first to go and buy when they find something that pops up so even a little tiny little annex in a garden with a little kitchen little lounge 1800 pound a month it's just it's just nuts but when when people don't have a choice 
it's almost you can charge what you want when you're you know renting out your property which is you know is that is that bad for the people renting but you know on the flip side is it good for the people that are trying to make some extra income do you, so I want to hear from Pete, anyone who's watching live, put a hashtag live. If you watch on the replay, put a hashtag replay. But I want to know in the comments, but I also want to know from you, Damien, like, do you think it's everybody's dream to like buy and own a house that they live in? Um, I, th I, th I might be wrong, but I think the Germans love to rent. I think I've, I think that's a fact. I could be way off, but I think those guys, they, um, they prefer to rent and there's a lot of American big big ceos that i met over the years when i was working over there they refused to they refused to buy a house they're like i don't i don't want to pump like 2 million 10 million 20 million to a house. i want i want money i want i want to invest in different businesses and different this different that so for me it is i think it is but i'm i'm almost different now because i've got my my wife and my kids you just kind of imagine you know buying a house settling down having your office there having your kids run around the garden yeah it's all it's all nice but I see a lot of younger people now. Um, there's somebody that's coming on to work um, with us. She's only 21, 22, but her dream is to kind of buy something, renovate it, flip it, and kind of get on with the next one and kind of immerse herself into into property. And I think what a lot of people have learned over the years, it's probably one of the safest investments you can make. You know, you've got stocks and shares, you've got crypto, you've got bonds, and it's like, where do you put your money if you want to invest in something? And I think historically property is probably one of the best and safest investments you can probably make mm. so you kind of touched on it a little bit but like you said some of these people ceos uh, business people they don't want to pump their money in there because they want their money working for them elsewhere so that yeah. kind of leads me like so is buying a home an investment depends which way i mean is like investment financially or is it kind of an, an investment in your your future for me you know i think investing money into a property that i can really enjoy for the next 10 years and then you know you've got that asset sat there for when you kind of want to potentially make a life-changing move you know if you buy something for half a million and it becomes worth a million you know in 10 years that's a great that's a great return if you're earning sort of 50 grand a year just by owning a property you're safe your kids you know everything everything is good from that side of it but I, personally for me i would say i would say it's a good investment i i would advise it definitely because you know the, the market will go up and down but it's all about timing and if you're not in a rush and you do things right you're always going to make money on a property mm, yeah so yeah i think you know the maths either way uh works out i suppose the thing that a lot of people overlook we've got some people commenting here saying uh we were brought up to buy our own homes and think that that's the way that we want to go um but like you say if depending on where you buy in the cycle so it's like every seven to 12 years history shows that it doubles in price depending on where you buy right yeah uh but what about okay that money i put in and i might make you know x amount of return but what about all the return i didn't get from that deposit because like what people don't take interest all the money they spent on it, which the landlord would have done if it if it wasn't your home. And they don't take the biggest thing, which is what about if I didn't put that money into that house and I put that money somewhere else and I could like 100, 200, 300% the return on that money. But, and I'm talking like, you know, you turn 100 into 200, 200 into 400, 400 into 800. Like, what, do, what do you think uh, about that? I, I would do it. I would definitely do it. Like if you could buy, you know, up north, you can buy. And I know my friend and my, my videographer, he does it. He'll buy places up in Newcastle. He'll buy places in Wales, you know, like a little two bed kind of terrace house, pebble dash on the outside. He'll go in, he'll pump 20K into it, 30K into it. And he'll make probably 30, 40 grand a time on flipping these properties. But he knows the risk and he's he's studied and he's paid a lot of money to go on these courses and development and financing because I think he invested about 28 grand to go on all of these courses to really teach him the ins and the outs. Because, you know, if you do it wrong on your first time, then, you know, if you budget a bathroom's 10 grand, but really it's going to be 20 grand and the kitchen turns up in 30 grand and then the roof needs doing. And it's just kind of like it can spiral. And I think for some people who are risk takers, 
then I think it's a great idea, but that's down to them. That's, you know, that's down to them. But there's, as I said earlier, there's, there's a lot of money to be made in doing things like that in investing the right way. But I don't think rush anything like that. I think speak to people like yourself who are kind of professionals and who've probably gone through the highs and the lows of it. But I, I would say just, just don't throw your money into something without having a lot of research and doing your due diligence first, because you don't want to get it wrong, especially if that's kind of all of your life savings that you're putting into it. Mm, absolutely. So um, you seem very kind of like stable, cool as a cucumber, as they say about the market and the current goings on. So like what if someone is looking to be like, you know, wow, like all this craziness, it's making me feel like a little bit stressed or a little bit anxious. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, like I do because like you say, there are going to be people who are struggling. And so what do they do for extra money? How can they invest? And like, is, is it too risky to have any business or any career that involves the housing market or anything to, where I've got to borrow money from banks or that involves uh, like utility bills? Because some people, they do like HMOs and they include the bills. And now the interest rate's gone up, the bills have gone up. You know, is the rent covering it? Like, what? Because you're coming across like you're very secure. You're like, Meh. You know, this is what's happening in the marketplace. So what advice would you have to some people that might be a little bit shaky or worried about what's going on? Um, I think just take a step back. And obviously, newspapers, their, their job is to sell newspapers. You know, they want to create as much chaos. They want to create stories. They, they, they want to create uncertainty out there because it gets people talking it gets people buying the tabloids it gets people watching the news but you just got to look at the stats you've got to go on to right move look at things that are being rented look at things that are under offer look at the prices that these things are going for um the housing market is hot it's it's really hot all all across the spectrum whether it's a 200k house whether it's a 30 million pound house and i just sometimes it's almost better not to turn on the news and i know a lot of very very successful business owners they're like i don't even watch that crap i don't even want to I, I don't want to listen because they're trying to manipulate how people feel and it goes like really dark and it goes to like crazy like government levels and things how they're trying to make you think and but i'm i'm very calm because i i watch it i live this life i'm doing it every single day and i'm picking up the phone to people who want to buy houses who want to sell houses i'm seeing colleagues and ex-colleagues from different businesses everybody's busy like the housing market is it's hot and mm. it, yeah as i said it's going to normalize it's going to stabilize it's going to slow down a little bit but like you said earlier it can't it can't just continue to do this because it would just it's just like a never-ending and it won't like there'll be houses at 200 grand that are worth two million it just it doesn't go like that it's got to go like peaks and troughs you know it, it has to do that but i think it's just been on such a steep incline because of covid and the panic again that's been put into people's minds that they get away from cities go and live out in the country but don't believe all the hype it's it's not as bad as people make it out to be and i think there's there's light at the end of the tunnel and i don't i don't think you know don't there's focus on your family focus on your friends focus on christmas coming up and you know obviously if bills are going up people are gonna have to tighten up a little bit i get it you know my our bills have gone up and it's just like oh crap okay maybe we can't do this for a couple of months or maybe we'll cut back on this or whatever but we've learned to deal with so much junk over the last two years because of covid being locked inside your house not being able to see your relatives not being able to see your mums and dads and grandpa we've gone through a lot worse and i just think if we've got to tighten up for a little bit it is going to be it's going to be okay eventually mm, okay good good advice and um yeah it's interesting that you say don't watch the news there's all this other stuff going on and um what i always see especially with the housing market is when the stock market drops shows some volatility that all goes on the news there always seems to be a big influx and i think that's what's also propped the housing market as well because like where like that paper asset which let's face it i mean is it even worth anything you know people make money from it yeah obviously but the paper asset when that starts um dropping then i always see a big influx of people wanting to pump money 
into property, either mm-hmm. just buy a finished article, either invest their money. I work with a lot of investors that like they want to get returns on their money. Uh, they want to kind of joint venture in certain projects, get profit shares on certain projects because they, they want us to be like, hey, look, I need to see some solid place where I can put my money. Yeah. But now it'd be more difficult for people to buy. And I, I mean, they've said it for years, like, oh, landlords is okay, but but they can't get the average uh, person on the housing ladder. Well, it's made difficult for them. But there's still been a lot of tax incentives, the stamp duty reliefs, these help to buy schemes, you know, these lower. I mean, when I first bought a house when I was like 19, just before it went all crazy, actually, it was um, nine, like 95% loan to value. So I put 5% down on like 100 and I don't know, what would you buy it for? 117 or something like that. <laughs> so it's like just a few thousand pounds and you yeah. could get you get yourself a house so there are these things uh to help get people on the ladder but what what do you think about the people who are like like do you think it's that there is the market or do you think it's the people's panic that's going to cause them to not buy or to not invest or to not do things to earn extra money yeah it's all the it's all the doom and gloom and the risk factor i think there's not a lot of people that really want to take you know who wants to invest when there's all this uncertainty in the air it's like there's a there's very few risk takers out there that are willing to because it is a gamble isn't it you know if you're buying a property it's it's a gamble doing like the development side it's it's all a gamble but i just think as i said before they're just like the uncertainty out there just causing a bit of panic and then people are not going to want to risk their money in the panic so it's just like you're screwed either way if you just listen to everything else that's going on. You, sometimes you just got to listen to yourself. Sometimes you just got to talk to your family, your friends, the close people around you. And maybe if you've got 50 grand to invest into, um, you know, a property that you kind of want to flip, but you may be uncertain to stick the whole 50K in, why not go in with somebody? You know, why not go in with one of your buddies or one of your family members and try and, you know, chop it up 25K each or something? So you're kind of limiting the profit, obviously, but you're limiting the risk at the same at the same time and mm-hmm. i think it's almost a great time to invest when there's all this uncertainty out there in the air because you may be able to pick up something you know at a great price if there's all this should we buy it should we not buy it kind of out there you know in the air maybe you can pick up something you can this, this is how the people make money right this is how the big business people's make money during a recession they'll they'll buy up businesses they'll buy up properties they'll buy up commercial um you know stuff and they'll they'll kind of pick it up and they they know they're they're almost kind of cleaning up during a recession which is is a horrible way to think about it really but they're willing to take the risk and they they've been through it haven't they so they're kind of they they know that's that's their kind of magic time mm, yeah wouldn't it be cool to have damien at your table when uh chaos was happening and <laughs> they, they just come along calm it all down get you to relax <laughs> Yeah, so like the way I see the market a minute is uh, there is all this panic, but the the there's no escaping the basic fundamental. That if I want to actually go into a, a development, which we are, we are not stopping, you know, uh, because we're like, to, by the time we've gone through all the purchase and we the solicitors, you know, and then we built it and then we sold it, it's going to be three years anyway, some of these big yeah. ones. Yeah, so that's one site to look for. But the other thing is, even if we're just doing some single units, some houses, small estate, uh, you know, average street in the house, as long as it backs up or or there's a second exit of a rental, like you, you've just said, the rental demand is through the roof. And if it gets any worse, they like if people for the housing market to drop, less people have to buy. That's that's mm. the only way it can drop. Like if people keep buying, you know, they bid it, they're bidding for the properties, it's going to stay where it is or go up. The only way it can go down is if people stop buying. And if they're not buying, then they're renting. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I don't see there's any bad point. And you've put it very nicely to say, yeah, there's a lot of garbage out there, hype to, to try and turn people crazy. And, and and what doesn't help is like people seeing the bank account, like, no, but the interest rate is more. Oh, no, but the, the bills are like I could physically see it coming out of my bank. Oh, you know, Jeff down the road, he said this happened and that happened. And then it just kind of spirals out. I mean, yes, the, the bills have gone up, but like 
like when when the petrol first went up, you know, I remember buying it at like 94p. Yeah, when I when I had a motorbike, yeah, when I was like 16 years old. So actually, we're only just about double. Yeah. So it doubling in the last 20 years. But hold on a second, the housing prices have more than doubled. You know, so the opportunity for people to make their money out there and like you know, me, me and you in this time frame, we've gone and done what we've done and you started businesses, you've been in America and now you come over here and you're doing the same thing, adding value to a lot of people. So uh, I, I, I just think what I want to ask you is to see if there's any quick fire questions. So guys, if you've got any questions for Damien or for the panel here, then you let us know. We'll do some quick fire ones. Uh, but I just want to ask you like if, you give some advice here, but if you was to, you know, give someone a pep talk so they can get out of the funk, get out of the, like you say, doom and gloom, like what is it? How would you motivate someone to, to get out there and, you know, not just sit around waiting because that's not going to help anyone, is it? No. And I, th I think because I had my business in the U S and then came back to kind of nothing and it was all a complete risk. And then COVID hit, I was like, this is probably a terrible time to do this. And there's a lot of crap going on in the world. And then shortly after that, my, my mum passed away and I was, and then my, my grand passed away a few months. And this was last year. So it was like very raw, very brutal time kind of last year. And I was like, that's serious. That's real life. That's kind of, like a few hundred pounds here, there and everywhere. The housing market changing a little bit, you know, fuel going up or that it's just like, is very small in the grand scheme of life like and i'm not i'm not trying to be some sort of like profit or something here but it's just because i experienced true like real pain last year and then starting a new business again from absolutely nothing but i was so determined to be the best i was so determined that i've got to prove people wrong I've got to provide for my family. I will take the risk and I'm I'm going to be good because I have no choice. There's no backup. It's like, like you said, like if petrol price goes up, okay, you still got to get fuel. If if you can't afford a house, okay, you still got to rent something. You know, it's always, you've it, if the bills go up, they still need to be paid. So you just got to kind of just enjoy life. Just spend it with decent people around you. Like just love your kids and your family. Just go on holiday. If you don't want to go to, I don't know, Florida for a holiday, go down to Cornwall for a little bit or something, you know, well, actually it's ridiculously expensive down there as well, but it's just kind of, um, you know, just enjoy it. It's like, it's just peaks and troughs. It's, it is stressful. I'm surrounded by anxious people and stressed people all the time, but I just sit down and just have a conversation with them. Look, no one's, no one's dying. Like it's, it's just a little bit of change. And then 44 days later, prime minister changes, like everything changes. And if you think you're going through crap you it's just like a it's just like a process everybody's got to go through it everybody has to go through it whether it's financial love emotional illness whatever as long as you get through it then you're good and just like just don't take it too seriously don't listen to all the crap that the media is filling us because they're they're half the problem in my mind i know it is their job to kind of um get the info out to people but creating all this panic is just it's not fair it's not it's not fair on the country we've been through enough crap as it is over the last few years so i just think just enjoy it don't take life too seriously and you'll be you'll be fine mm. and and you having like a uh you know like uh, interest in the marketing because that's how you get your, your business and add your value out there you'll probably know just like we do it's those negative headlines that get more clicks get more views and uh, I don't know if it's just the way that people are programmed, society or whatever, people just want that bad news. Maybe it's something like, um, I heard some study years ago, this was years ago now, you know, like all the soaps that they, people watch, people like, yeah. people watch, it was a study that said people watch it because it makes them feel better about their life. There's <laughs> something miserable going on. I don't know what the study was or something like that. So I'm wondering if the negative headline is the same thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it's um, Jeremy Kyle. That's that's what it is. I, I heard that one before as well. People watch Jeremy Kyle because it makes them, it makes their family life and their home life feel better. Yeah, I, I heard that as well. Oh man, I forgot about that show. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Okay, we've got a question on here. Uh, Georgie is saying, Damien, what's your favorite part of the real estate industry? Um, I love it when a completion happens and you're kind of given over the keys to the new owners and it's just like, 
you see their look on their face and their kids and they're just like it's like it's like you've got an impact you're in you're involved in one of the biggest purchases that anyone's ever going to make in their life which is huge but then you're basically finding them potentially at the higher end you know if it's a five ten million pound house it's probably their kind of forever home and it's just like the smile on their faces and they're just they're just they absolutely it's just a big day you know it's a big day not there's not many people out there just kind of don't have any emotion like me anymore because just going through all the crap every single day but it's just that their faces when you're giving them the keys and they're like oh my god this is a beautiful home so excited and they're like thank you damien thank and i'm just like uh, don't thank me you guys have done it you've you've worked hard you've bought this house of your your money but i think it's you just have a massive impact on on people's lives and that's i, I love that part nice beautiful okay very good so um I always ask two questions at the very end of this, uh, but it's also it's been awesome to have you on. I think you brought like the coolest, calmest uh, energy to this this call. Where if anyone had any like worries of what was going on, <laughs> I think they can just be like, ah, Damien's uh, okay with it, and then uh, and then we're all good. So I wanna, oh, we've got another question quickly before that. So what is your chosen strategy? Uh, I don't know what MD is, but what strategy would you advise others to adopt? What with selling property? Well, just in the real estate industry. Um, I think it's just down to marketing. Use if you're an agent, use social media every single day. There's so much content you can film. There's so much information you can help provide with people for people. I think Gary V. He says. Um, jab 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 hook so it's just like constantly giving constantly give out free information be as helpful as you possibly can um create value for people to want to kind of watch your channel and 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 kind of tune into you and then when it's from a client's perspective just show them that you're working just market the hell out of the house do an amazing production spend money on social media ads get them into publications like the telegraph the times it all costs money but if your high street agent typically is taking a picture and stick it on right move that for me, you're not really going to find out the true value of that property by doing that as well as all the social media stuff, all of the publications getting worldwide exposure. That's when you truly one, you're looking after your client because you're doing the right thing by them. But secondly, that's when you're going to know the real value of the house. And as a home seller, that's what I would, want my agent to be doing you know not just oh we sold the house in one week yeah fantastic blah 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 to me I, there's nothing worse i i hate that when i see it as an agent when another agent posts just sold this house in three days blah blah, blah and i'm just thinking that's really really bad service to your client it's great for you and it's good for the you know the ego side of it oh i've sold a house this quickly but how much could you have sold it for if you marketed it properly for four weeks you know and got a good group of buyers in and then also what happens if that first buyer they decide ah, i've listened to the news i'm miserable didn't realize how you know crazy the world is maybe i should back out then you've got no backup buyers so i think it's 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 very important to kind of not rush when it comes to selling a property because you, you if you want to get the most money and the maximum exposure you've got to take your time you have to take your time mm, good and what would you say like um you know, like the lower end of the market, 100, 200, 300,000 pound houses. Let, let's say I was bringing some to the market, I wanted to sell them. Like, what can I, what can I do or who can I go to without being stuck with someone who just, like you say, takes a picture and puts it on right mood? Um, well, it doesn't matter what level, what price level the house is. I think any house deserves the right marketing because it's going to be somebody's forever home potentially. And it's, it's somebody's biggest asset asset that they're going to sell and at that level 100 grand 200 grand 300 grand an extra 10 20k can make a huge difference to those people it could be another bedroom in a you know in their next purchase so i think i think at whatever level of the market agents need to do more for their clients and it's not i'm not calling anybody out but over the last two years it's been very easy for people to sell a house but the difference between selling a house and selling it for the right price are two completely different things and I think we think too much of our own gain rather than the clients and trying to get them the most money. And that's where a lot of agents kind of fall down. And that's what I, I don't like. I don't like to see that. Mm, good. And you know what? You just reminded me of um, 
a saying actually because in the last kind of recession and the market kind of uh, volatility i remember like it was after again increase 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 and like all of these businesses and the dot-com boom because i was in the software industry at the time and the dot-com boom and um you know everyone was like just selling easy but then when everybody's budgets started tightening up business uh, even the government, uh, public sector side of things, everyone tightened their budget. It wasn't so like people just weren't readily saying, oh, yeah, we'll buy this. Oh, yeah, we'll subscribe. You know, so so that is when you see the difference between, like you say, someone just sitting back being reactive, like order taking versus someone actually making it happen. So like these times are going to separate a lot of people, but also... Exactly some some awesome business people entrepreneurs will be born the ones that make it through the ones that keep mm -hmm. going the ones that persist yeah they might feel that it's tough but in a way like you say you've got to serve the client better yeah you've they deserve it yeah they're they're paying you and do you just want to do it is it's not a quick sale this is this is what i say to anybody I ever meet this is the biggest asset in your life it's the most expensive thing probably that you own in your life. Why would you not want a professional to do it right and not rush it? You know, even when it comes to, it's not like you're putting something on Facebook marketplace or something and just trying to get rid of it. This is the most expensive thing you own. Take your time, pay the right agent, market it right. Whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, just make sure it's the right person. And it's almost a race to the bottom in the UK with fees. And I don't think it should be like that. I think the, uh, the, the cheapest agent is actually sometimes the one who's the most expensive up front, like the cheaper agents are 1%. We charge two and a half. But if we're netting our clients 400,000, 500,000, 5 million pound more, who kept the clients don't care the, the fee is irrelevant. And then at that point, I actually become the most the, the cheapest agent, which is like, but I think it, it's just been so drilled into people, you know, purple bricks, the online agencies, the half a percent as the one percenters, People presume that's a good thing, but I just think it's it's terrible when you're trying to sell the the most expensive thing you you physically own. Why 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 would you want to choose the cheaper option? But, but rightly so, if it is just posting a picture onto Rightmove and they're all doing the same thing, or who's got the best shop window, then it should be a race to the bottom if that's what service you want, right? Yeah, because <laughs> you're just doing the same thing. Like, why would I want to pay any more? Yeah, you know, I do want the cheapest fee because you're not doing anything. But you know, in my time, I've come across a, a few few good people who really work for us on the selling and also really work for us helping us buy the right properties and uh, all of that. Uh, but also, I've come across a lot of people. Even one recently, it, it was quite funny actually. Uh, I just I said I couldn't. I left the shop. I couldn't get my head around it. You know, he said off. Oh, I was leaving the shop. And he said, "I thought you wanted to buy a property." I was like. <laughs> like you like good job i know what i'm doing because yeah. he he again was like interest rates are this uh rental units are like like i've got like property already rented out right and he's telling me what the rental demand is or what price we could get yeah you know, insane uh so so like i imagine the average person who's might maybe just want to start where would you start of course you're going to go talk to an agent and yeah. now if that's their first experience i would not be surprised if that person never in their entire life wanted to enter that market or invest in it or whatever after that experience yeah i wouldn't be surprised okay so we've got uh, two, two questions i want to ask you so first one is right now you've got a microphone awesome looking microphone right there this microphone translates in all of the languages across this world yeah what is your 30 second message with, with regards to what yeah just a message like what's the message like like if you got an opportunity right now it's going to read your message is going to reach everyone and translate it into all the language across the across the globe um, if you had 30 seconds and you could give a message to to the people what would it be i think if you're starting out and something i learned when i was really young is uh power perceived is power achieved and that was the biggest one biggest line i ever took ever like in business in the us and then over here it's it's all about perception almost kind of fake it till you make it i guess kind of thing but if you if you genuinely believe you are the superstar in your field you're it there is no way i should have walked into the uk and been a luxury real estate agent i 
should have gone from selling 200k houses or been an apprentice i went straight into 2 million plus and i was like i'm i've got that belief that i can do this and i'm going to do it and i was like, i'm not going to stop until it until it happens and then 6 months of really grinding it started to it started to turn so don't be afraid to risk don't be afraid to take risks and perception power perceived is power achieved that's that's the big one nice love it yeah people need more encouragement that is one sure thing so last question we have uh, and before before i ask this last question by the way i just want to say thank you so much for coming on here so much value people are getting all in the comments i can see it here and it's not what they're commenting it's what they're not commenting you know people are so engrossed in everything that's going on so thank you so much for coming on and adding value to the community and uh, let this reach many many people oh, no problem and if anybody's got any like questions they want to ask about the market or whatever and they if, just send me an email or send me a dm or whatever i'm always happy to help the amount of people that are calling me up damien what the hell's going on with the property and i'm like sorry who is it i don't even know who it is but they're just asking me so if people if people want to ask questions and they're sort of concerned with what's going on out there and i'll tell them the th the right things to look at to give them kind of peace of mind so i'm always i'm always happy to help yeah awesome thank you so here's my last question in our community we have this saying uh, and the saying is that we can never let people forget that they must do the right thing for the right reason now why is that karma for me is a big one <laughs> love Always. it you're just so sh simple straightforward i love it definitely the type of mindset you need in business mm -hmm. yeah so thank you so much, Damien. Um, we, uh, we, we say do, do the right thing for the right reason because that's the only way you're going to discover your true potential. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we love your version and we've loved having you on. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If there's anything that you want to ask or put in this chat and Damien, you can connect with Damien, definitely do so, especially if you've got a crisis. Damien seems like the type of person you can contact when you've got a crisis happening, yeah, and he'll bring you back yeah, down to work. And keep uh, keep you stable and keep moving forward. So until next time, guys, thank you so much. We will see you very soon.